Hi, I'm Matt Falk, coming at you from Hadi Da Studio. Welcome to Past, Present, Future, the only podcast in the universe that dares to appease the ghosts of comedy past, comedy present, and comedy yet to come. Before we begin, I wanted to read a very nice review the podcast got in the United States. Quote, I've always enjoyed Matt Falk, but listening to him talk with other comedians, giving a behind-the-scenes experience, makes this a must-listen-to for stand-up comedy fans. Thank you very much for that review, and thank you to everyone who has rated, reviewed, and subscribed to us. It really helps other people find the show. And speaking of the show, let's get on with it. My guest today is a stand-up comedian, writer, and actor who is smart, surprising, and hilarious jokes have made him a mainstay and a favorite in the comedy scene. He's a regular host at Rumors Comedy Club in Winnipeg and frequently headlines the club, too. He's a member of the popular sketch comedy group Hunks, which the Winnipeg Free Press said was funnier than most good episodes of Saturday Night Live, and is open for Bruce McCullough from Kids in the Hall. As a co-host of the Hunks podcast, he's interviewed Jackie Cation, Mark Forward, John Doerr, Kathleen McGee, Kevin McDonald, Mark Little, Chris Locke, and more. His skills have brought him to clubs and festivals across the continent, including Just for Laughs Northwest, San Francisco Sketchfest, Chicago Sketchfest, Seattle Sketchfest, Montreal Sketchfest, Edmonton's Improvaganza, the Odd Block Comedy Festival, San Francisco Comedy Festival, and the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, where he performed at the historic Pantages Playhouse Theater, opening for Tommy Chong. A few years back, when a QX104 article listed the top five shows to see at the Winnipeg Fringe Festival, two out of those five shows were starring my guest. As an actor, he's appeared in commercials, film, and television, and soon you'll be able to see him on an upcoming new Regency movie and a CBS sitcom. Last year, his comedic voice was showcased on the Just for Laughs Originals album entitled Controversial Among Geologists. Please welcome Matt nightingale hi matt matt falk what a what an intro that was incredible that that uh covers more time than i think my act does yeah that's that's it that's all the time we have for actually (laughs) it's amazing every comic and i'm i'm kind of priding myself on this now like every comic i've had on the show so far has made some reference to how fun it is to hear an intro like that which makes me realize that we really do not get good intros very often I guess so. Yeah. I mean, that is the case. Also, like I'm writing my own bio. I got skin in the game and it's not even nearly as good as the one you just wrote for me. So, yeesh. But there's also something about someone else coming up with their own words. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I'm doing a show uh, at the the basement in Winnipeg coming yeah. up uh, September Great 1st venue. and 2nd. Anyway, uh, I just saw the uh, <laughs> I just saw the post for it and mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the the little blurb that they wrote for me. I loved yeah. it. I was it was yeah. way better than stuff that I've written. I'm just like, oh, that's that's a great way to word that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but uh, you know, I got a little bit of that self-loathing in me. So every sure. time I re- read and write my own bio, I'm like, ugh, they're never gonna believe this. Who, that who, might be because half of the stuff is just made up. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. lied on my bio more than I can count. Oh. Right? Oh goodness. Yeah. yeah. Performed on Air Force One. <laughs> Come right. on. That Come one, on. that one was true, but it was accidental. I wasn't supposed to be on the plane. Uh, I, I thought it, I was, I thought it was a Flair Airlines flight. 
I got lost on the tarmac, jumped on board, and then Secret Service were there, and I figured, might as well put on a little show for these guys. Do you think it was flair because they seized your carry-on? Yeah, that's what it was. They they were so aggressive yeah. and so mean. I was like, this has got to be the right one. So it's got to be flair. It's got to be flair. Uh, that's that's their uh, that's their slogan now. <laughs> Did you enjoy yourself? No. Flair. Then it must be flair. <laughs> I uh, so I recently worked with you. I'd like to tell I, we've we've worked together a bunch in the past. We're both from yeah. Winnipeg, so yep. we've done a lot of stuff together. Yep. Uh, I when I started like working with you in the beginning, I remember just so much admiration. And I know that sounds like a setup for me going, but now there's none. <laughs> but, no, uh, and then just the other day, I think it was last week or so, I, I did a spot at Rumors Comedy Club, and you were there. You were hosting the show. And I'm in the back with the headliner and, you know, we're jaded. Like we've seen too much stand-up oh, comedy, yeah. Yeah. but I am back there and, and, and we're both just laughing. We're both uh, just losing it at your act. There's just certain lines that you had that are just always, they're so unexpected. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of your comedy. Oh, well, thanks, Matt. I, I appreciate that too. Ditto. Uh, I love, I love everything you do. It's, it's could you so be great. more specific about the things you love? But no, I'm kidding. Um, this <laughs> I love, I love the outrage at uh, minuscule things. I think that is the funniest thing in the world. Well, <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I'm learning. I used to think that my rage on stage was just an act was just like, ah, just yeah. being a character. Yeah. And I'm like recently kind of figuring out, I don't think that's fake. I think I'm a, right. I think I'm a really angry person. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know how to frame it, but like, yeah, you are angry in a very nice way. Uh, and I think that's what makes you unique. Well, that's that's very kind. Yeah. Uh, and I could listen to you compliment me forever. But unfortunately, we got uh, three ghosts here and they're tapping on my shoulders and they're ah, ready yes. to go. So, uh, yeah, there it is. There's that foreboding music. All right. You ready here, Mr. Nightingale? Yeah, I'm ready. I am the ghost of comedy past. Today I take you to the worst comedic decision you've ever made on stage. Oh, boy. All right. Take us to the place. Where are you? What's going on? What's the worst comedic decision you ever made on stage? The worst comedic decision that I ever made on stage, honestly, was so recently. It's really? Still, it still st stings a little bit. Oh, no. I was doing, uh, oh, God. Uh, I was doing a fringe show. Okay. And uh, I mean, the thing about fringe, the, this particular show was it was billed as four comedians, you know, come and see it. So people don't know who they're coming to see or what they're coming to see. And, right. uh, and uh, anyway, so I was performing and uh, they were not impressed. Okay. At all. They were okay. Not so the show's impressed. not going amazing. Show is not going amazing. Imagine you show up to see a classical music uh event performance and, yeah and a thrash metal band comes out you're not liking it anyway right. so uh so i i airball three three jokes and uh that did not feel good but the decision that i made was wait to... before before we get into the decision i need yeah. people to a little bit understand though what this feels like when you're up on stage for a it's, it's a big show you're at the fringe yeah 
and yeah. it's just not working. Yes. It feels it was a packed room. Packed it room. Was, it, right. This was not like a few people. No. And I don't know about you, but like all my insecurities come up. Every yes. reason that I got into stand-up comedy as a defense mechanism to begin with start flaring yes. and you just feel stupid. You feel embarrassed. You feel angry. I don't know what you, but just there's a lot of emotions happening and yeah. that's all happening for you in that moment. And then what's the decision yeah. you made? Yeah. So they're watching me go through my resume being like, what are my transferable skills here? Can I get into something else? And so it, like, it's not going well. And so I decide to do the hackiest stock line of all time, which is, is this thing on? And it's so embarrassing. But the most embarrassing part is that that show got reviewed and that line got quoted. I'm 13. No! Matt, I'm 13 years in, and I said, is this thing on? And it got quoted in the review. What Word can I that. can I ask what how the review worded it? Like, were they mad about this moment or were they happy? Yeah, no, 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 no. They were like, listen, buddy, it's not always technology's fault. <gasps> so I was like, oh, oh God. no. It's one thing. Like, you know, I've bombed, and that's fine if you can leave it in the room, but then when 100%. your name is out in cyberspace and it's yeah. quoted, and, yeah. and your name is like, and in particular, I was like, if that's know. the thing about comedy is that it is not an exact science. I don't know what. People still don't quite understand that. I was, when I was performing at Absolute Comedy, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but it was Absolute Comedy, and you host one week and then you headline the next week. So I yeah. just finished headlining, and then I was going to host the week after. And I, I did great shows, amazing shows all week long. Mm. I was the headliner. It's easier when you're yep. the headliner. Everyone immediately loves you. Did yep. the exact same act the next week as the host. It was, yeah. I had a guy come to me yeah. afterwards and goes, Hey, keep at it. And I was like, I am at it. Should have been here last week. It's the same thing. But that's the thing is like, you are an incredible comic. And yet you can get up on stage, do the exact same act. And for sometimes reasons unknown to you, yeah. it just doesn't work. And then to have that cemented in yeah. time, it's not fair. Yes. Yeah, it's not fun. And and it's weird too, like when it's a, a full room. Like if one or two people laugh or even 50% of the room isn't laughing, you can be like, well, I just... I'm not for everyone, but it's hard to have. And it is the truth that you're not for everyone all the time. Yeah. yeah. And even when it's the full room, but it's, it's more difficult to explain to that full room that no, I'm not for a hundred percent of you. Yeah. It's funny. And you think that after so many years you get to a place and you do get to a better place where you're more comfortable in yeah. silence and you're more comfortable struggling, uh, but you're never a hundred percent there. No. You never no. are. And uh, it's just, I think it's more like how you bounce back. That's it. It's the, after point. the show. How do you do it? And then in the moment there, can you just be true to yourself? Can you stay Ooh, honest? Yeah. Because I get so insecure when yeah. I start bombing that I just start trying to show them that they're wrong. I try to show them like, what? no, you don't get it. Yes. I'm a, yeah. I'm a professional. People yeah. find me funny. And then if they don't like you and you start talking like that, they yeah. hate you. They've yes. gone from like, I don't like his comedy. To, I don't like his personality. And that's a yes. worse place to be. Yeah. It turns out people don't like to be attacked. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, counterintuitive to me. Just let yourself be attacked a little bit once in a while. Yeah, Jesus. God. What'd you Yeesh. come to comedy for anyway? Yeah. We all know that this is the Thunderdome that you walked into. <laughs> this is a place where all of your insecurities as a paying member of the audience will be thrown back at you. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. has everything yeah. to do with me, except when it goes wrong, then it has everything to do with you. 
Yes. Yeah, Good. that's right. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm sorry to make you relive that moment, but uh, I'll I'll say for the, when I when I watched you, whatever that was, a couple of weeks ago at Rumors, you destroyed and you probably did most of the same material and you leveled the room oh, yeah. there and you walk into another room and then there's a reviewer. There's always a reviewer. Yeah, there's always a reviewer. But you know what, like at the end of the day, again, it's like how you bounce back. And then I also know that, you know, I've spent a lot of time in clubs and not too much in, in bar shows and stuff like that. It's, mm -hmm. it's a different beast. And I kind of walk away with that knowing, you know, like I've been skipping leg day for, for a little while and maybe it's time to get back to the gym and, and work on those legs. Wow. That's a really good way to look at it is just to say how to, not only like not just the denial of going, I'm a great comic. I don't need to worry about this. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's how I think about bouncing back. Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever. I'm fine. This is just an anomaly. I'm going to push it away, but to look at it and go, Oh, I wonder if there's a, there's a way I could improve. Yeah. Well, I mean, and part of it too, is I'm looking at it, like at least like when I walked away from that show, I knew it wasn't good and I was praying that it wasn't going to get reviewed. And so then when it got reviewed and they told me, everything that i thought i'm i'm looking at it and i'm like at least i'm not uh, so self unaware that i walked away thinking it was a good show right you know at least i know i'm self-aware enough to know how i did already before you told me yeah right you weren't reading the review going is this thing that's that's a great line what yeah, do you mean yes. yeah is this on come on i slaughtered that night yes. who are these yes. people yes. and that's the thing to okay sorry did you hear the bells here, Matt? Yeah. yeah oh, boy. All right. We're about to get interrupted for the second time. Okay. Okay. I am the ghost of comedy present. Answer this. What's it like to audition for an acting role? Oh. Oh, yeah. That's very inquisitive of the ghost of comedy present. You're, you're an actor as well. Yeah. So tell me, mm -hmm. what's it like auditioning? It's a whole new thing. It you become so uh, self conscious. It's incredible. <laughs> and I started doing auditions, just self tapes at home. Yeah, where there's no audience other than my partner, who often reads with me. And still, when I first started, I would break out into sweats, like, yeah. "Oh God, yeah, I'm yeah. bombing here." To yeah. no, like I control a hundred percent. <laughs> I'm bombing to nobody. Yeah. Bombing to nobody. It's just in your head. You're bombing to yeah. yourself. So a self-tape yeah. you're talking about, you set up the camera, mm -hmm. you're up against a wall in your house. Yeah. Yes. And you're just, you're reading the lines, your partner's reading the other lines. That's right. Yeah. So even in that situation, when I first started doing those, I was very self-conscious and I got comfortable with that. And then I got brought in to the room itself, like yeah. to audition in front of a casting director and have yeah. a reader that I've never read with before you know meeting everybody for the first time and that's again it's just like you know you can practice things all you want in front of the mirror and you're like oh yeah i'll do this i'll i'll, I'll make the <laughs> sound to to make it seem like i'm casual you know uh and then uh, you get in the room and then you you, you do the sound and it looks so forced and you feel like an idiot and your your <laughs> knees are locked so you kind of stumble it's and then you're just, like is this thing on is this thing on yeah it's um it's an, it's an, if you really want to recapture what it's like to be embarrassed at, at starting comedy, yeah. start auditioning. And I mean, you, you know, you've done auditions and so you, you probably have gone through all those motions as well and gotten to a point where you're like, oh man. So it's interesting too, because 
in acting, what I read is that you're supposed to be in the moment. You're supposed to be in, in you know, actively in the present. You're yeah. supposed to be listening to the other reader. But uh, I have such an issue with just I rehearse and this is the way I'm doing it now, no yes. matter what. Yeah. But then it's interesting what you said because you're given another reader that you've never met before. You've never read with this person before. Yeah. And suddenly they're saying lines different than you thought they were going to say them in yes. your head. Yeah. And you actually are forced to be in the present moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And then you like, and then how are you not yourself in the moment? Yeah. It's just, you just happen to be this weird guy who's suddenly self-conscious. So you've done a lot it's of auditions weird. and you've, uh, you've gotten roles. Gotten. Is that a word? You've got, you've landed, you've landed, you've gotted the gots of the landing roles. Yes. And so can you feel it in the room? Is there a feeling does it feel different on the auditions that you know, okay, this probably isn't going so well versus the ones where you go, I think I'm like, and the ones you get the role for? Uh, no, I'm a hundred percent surprised every time I've gotten wow. a role. Um, it, well, I think, I think I did get one, uh, for acting good, this sitcom starring our, yeah. our mutual pal, Paul Rablauskis, who's so funny and his yeah. shows just wrapped season two. Um, that one I was sort of like, like, okay, I think I did well enough to get that. Uh, just because the casting director was like, that was great. We're not going to do another one. I don't want to mess with it. Oh, wow. Uh, but great. I also knew so many other like great act, like hilarious comedians and actors going after that same part that I was like, I don't know, like, uh, like, well, I mean, yourself, I think you were up for that role. And then, yes, yes, I was. <laughs> not to dunk on you or anything. No, uh, no, it's then, all good. It's all I understand. Aaron Murky was uh, like in the audition room right after me. And I was like, oh, mm. man, this guy's so funny in the moment. And like, he's got so much experience. So it was surprising to get that. And who knows what they're looking for most of the time, right? Like it's this constant, you're constantly comparing yourself to your peers and you shouldn't be because, you know, they're not if they're not looking for what you have, it's nothing really personal. It's just that they're looking for something specific yeah. that you could never have had to begin with, mm. no matter how, no matter what. They're looking for, yeah, exactly. By them saying no to you, they're not saying you're a, you're a bad actor. I don't That's like right. you. What they're saying is it's just, it's not, that's not who I had in mind. That's right. I had someone yeah. different. I had something different in mind. So you've, yeah. since you've, since you've gotten the get of the landing roles, what is that one piece of advice you would give to an actor going into an audition? Oh man. I mean, I think, yeah, just be as prepared as possible, mm. you know, uh, learn your lines. Cause for me, and this goes for stand up too, is I'm never, I'm never more comfortable than when I know a hundred percent my lines. Yes. That's, that's when I can play. Yeah. And so if I'm not sure what the next joke is, if I don't know my set list, if I haven't memorized it, then yeah. I'm I'm not going to be uh, fully available to play. That's I exactly. Think, I think yeah. that's the key. That's really good. Yeah. Be yeah. be in the mo or be be prepared so that mm -hmm. you can be in the moment. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good because something is going to happen on the night yeah. that's going to yeah. throw you off. And if you don't know the act backwards and forwards, if you don't know that's your right. piece backwards and forwards, yep. it's going to, it's going to mess you up. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to get caught because you can see in somebody's eyes when they're caught in the back of their head, trying yeah. to think about what's next. What is that look? Could you quickly give us that look? Yeah, that's, 
I read that look seems very familiar to me. I feel like I've seen that a lot every time I look in the mirror. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm gonna take a screenshot of that and then just make sure I'm not doing that constantly. <laughs> that's it right there. That's that's my look. Mm-hmm. If that that's... were if that look could be a word, it would be the title of my autobiography. Yes, that's what I look like every year at H and R Block. <laughs> We had we had uh, a lady in our block help us. This is the last time we ever went to H and R Block, uh, by the way. But we had a, a lady help us H and R Block, and the whole time she was helping us, she was talking about her uh, son or son in law. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's done this, and he's she just wouldn't stop talking. And she'd ask us a question about the the business, and then she'd write it down, and then she'd go, "You know what?" And then she'd go into this huge story, and then at the end of it all. She she says, okay, so it's going to cost this much, blah, blah, blah. And at the time, I remember this was a while ago, we were shocked by the price. And we were like, wait, what? How much does it cost? And she gave us the number again. And then, and because we had seen, she plugged in like eight numbers. There was not, and I said, I said, why does it, why did it cost so much? And she said, well, you saw how long this took. I'm like, it took long because you were talking. That's. That's how I bill for my job. You saw how long I was up there. But like for you, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> so she was filibustering. A, he was a filibustering the H&R block appointment. <laughs> oh, man. This is a amazing. good time to say this episode is sponsored by H&R Block. H&R Block and Flair Airlines working together <laughs> to get you nowhere. <laughs> yeah, this is really a laundry list of every comedian's beefs, hey? That's all it is. That's all it is. And the thunder rolls in, Mr. Nightingale. All right, last ghost. Here we go. I am the ghost of comedy yet to come. What would you want to be famous for? Acting, stand-up, or sketch? Okay, if you had to be famous for one... Acting, stand-up, sketch. What is it, my friend? Uh, I think if I had to be famous, I think I would want it to be for acting. Yeah. I you think surprised so. me. Is Why? that right? What did you Why think? I, my... I thought, I don't know. I thought you would say stand-up. I, you know what? Tell me why. I guess it's because it's the one thing that... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't have any machinations toward fame. I, right. you know, I think about it and I like I like being able to walk into a Starbucks and get a coffee. So then why yeah. would you pick actor famous? To me that that's why it surprised right. me I is because that... I've seen you at like like big events and stuff and you're always the one who is like like has this amazing air of going I, I don't I don't care. I don't uh, care if I get discovered at this thing. It doesn't, it bothers right. you less than it bothers other people, which is, mm. I think, adds to your confidence and your likability on stage. Oh. But so when you said actor, I was like, that's the, that's the most famous of the famous. That's the getting <laughs> mobbed in the street. Comedian right. famous. You could, maybe there's one city you can't get a Starbucks at, but everywhere else, no one cares. Yeah. No one right. cares. Yeah, that's funny. I I guess I was looking at it in terms of like what I would like to do. I think I oh. just I don't know. I like I like comedic acting. I you know, yeah. um, I like doing characters. Yes, uh, I think if you can immerse yourself in a character, it's so fun. 
and there's a, a little bit less pressure too, honestly, because like if you're saying someone else's lines that are written for you, it's it's like there's less pressure there. Mm. When like when it comes to stand up, like not only am I performing it, but I'm also perform. This is also what I wrote. So I don't know. It's just there's. I feel like there's maybe less to lose as an actor. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Less to lose, man. Yeah. Okay. I can I can see you like you're like you're like I've never thought about this before. I don't feel like I should be answering this live on a podcast. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe I shouldn't, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I've kind of just sort of plodded along in show business, you know, as it's just something that I just do and I haven't necessarily had much of a business plan surrounding it. I'm getting a little better at that. Um, and, but I think this is just sort of highlighting that sort of, uh, weakness in, in, in my world, in my career. Well, that's an interesting segue because as you know, these ghosts didn't bring you to these locations by accident. They had Mm. a purpose. They had a vision in mind. They wanted Mm. to teach you something. So after you've been on this journey now, Matt Nightingale, what have you learned? What is the lesson that the ghosts have taught you? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, uh, I think that they're trying to teach me that I need to have maybe a little bit more intention behind what I'm, what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I need to maybe think about where I want to go with standup, where I want to go with acting, um, Mm. and that sort of thing. And, and maybe plot out the path a little, a little more. Mm. One of the things that stood out to me is, uh, that you, (laughs) you have this ability to be so yourself that not only does, do you have this air about you that goes, I don't really, I don't really care what happens after this. I'm in this moment. I'm in this moment doing this thing. And Mm. you know what? Most of the time it goes over great. And sometimes the same stuff doesn't. You know, you yeah. said yourself, you started off by talking about this, uh, is this on moment of the Fringe Festival and this terror, yeah. this bad review that came from it. And yet yeah. we said how I saw you just like a couple weeks prior destroy with that same act at Rumors mm-hmm. Comedy Club in Winnipeg. Yeah. And yet it doesn't really matter. You have this innate talent and this innate ability. You walked into an audition. You don't know. You always feel like this isn't going to work. I'm just yeah. doing my, I'm just being myself and here I am. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, boom, it does. You have this there's something about you. You're saying you're not planning far ahead and maybe that's still a good thing to do. But at the same side, you have such uh you're so yourself that it's been enough to carry you this far and to keep pushing you even further because there's something about Matt Nightingale that is so likable and so wonderful that whether or not you've planned for it or whether or not, you know, whatever, the audience is going to is going to latch on and those people that love you are going to find you. Good golly, Matt, that is the nicest thing I think anybody has ever <laughs> said to me. And it comes across so freaking sincerely that, uh, man, I appreciate that so much. I'll tell you this, it doesn't feel like uh, like I'm very myself all the time. And mm. it's definitely something that I've had to work on over the last few years. Mm. You know, I think, yeah, whew. but boy, oh boy, well, know, hearing that is like, okay, maybe the work is working. 
Yes. Yeah, that's but good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, hey, it's my pleasure. And how do people, if they want to, if they want to see you be yourself on stage or uh, check out some of the stuff that you've acted in, or if they just want to follow you, how do they follow you? Yeah, I mean, primarily on Instagram, I'm Matt N Comedy, all one word. Um, same handle on TikTok, but Instagram is where it's at. <laughs> it is very true. It is very yeah. true. Wonderful. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you very, very much. Oh, this was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. This was a lot words. of fun. A big thank you to my guest, Mr. Matt Nightingale. And thank you to the ghosts of comedy past, present, and future. And thank you, most of all, to all of you for listening. I'm Matt Falk. Until next time, God bless us, everyone. Everyone. <laughs>